welcome to Weekend Leak. My name is Marco, I'm your host and I welcome you to the first episode of this podcast on everything European soccer. Um, we're going to be prepping you in a concise manner on the upcoming matches of every game day of the five big European leagues, the uh, English Premier League, the German Bundesliga, um, the La Liga from Spain, um, the Ligue 1 from France, and Serie A from Italy. And uh, yeah, we'll be going through those in a brief manner every week. I hope to have that podcast on on Friday morning uh, so that you can, on your way to work, enjoy it and kind of get prepped in your mind. Uh, what's expecting you for the weekend, what do you want to watch, um, what do you want to put your money on perhaps. We're going to get into you know, some kind of betting opportunities if you feel comfortable with that, if you're old enough of course. Um, yeah and uh, besides that I hope to make a connection as well to the actual FIFA game. I'm an avid player so since we have some fun uh, featured squads coming up on the uh, yeah, FUT mode, the ultimate team mode. We're going to make a connection there as well. Yeah, and of course, we can't really help but uh, also touch upon some news uh, that happen in the big world of football. So we're going to be doing that as well. And I hope to also update you on Mondays or Tuesdays, depending on uh, how effective it turns out to be, since there's probably going to be matches and many of these leagues on Mondays as well. So perhaps Tuesdays, just about a roundup of the weekend, what had happened, um, who scored, and then already what to look out for for the coming podcast again on Friday. So it's going to happen twice a week. Stay tuned. Um, we're going to be going in on the leagues here in a moment, but for the beginning, uh, there's of course one topic that we have to talk about. In my eyes, the obvious news that we have to talk about for this week before we start diving into the matches for the weekend is obviously the Super League. Uh, I bet all of you don't want to hear about it anymore. I'm going to keep it short as well. But for those of you who haven't heard the details, the beginning of the week, um, some 12 clubs, exactly 12 clubs, announced that they were going to found a new Super League. These were the six big Premier League clubs, Manchester City, Manchester United, Arsenal and Chelsea London, um, Tottenham Hotspur, and of course Liverpool FC. Um, it was Juventus Torino was actually one of the leading clubs there with their owner Andrea Agnelli. Um, it was the two Milano clubs. AC and Internazionale um, and it was also with the leading feather Real Madrid with their boss Florentino Perez um, as well as FC Barcelona and Atletico Madrid all of them were pushing forward in the same week as the UEFA announced their plans to introduce a new mode to the Champions League it's called the Swiss model it's got a lot more matches um, in the group stage already so they're going to try to, you know, wreck up the schedule once more, trying to make more money out of it. That in itself isn't really great. Um, it's been criticized a lot by players. Um, I know Ilkay Gundogan, the uh, German 
National of Man City posted today again that he finds it wrong that nobody thinks of the players. I know Jurgen Klopp, coach of Liverpool, has been complaining a lot. And all of them have been very vocal, like his captain, for example, Jordan Henderson, um, against the Super League, which would have been even worse. So that Super League, nobody would have been able to qualify um, unless you're really part of the whole deal. I know they offered it as well to some other clubs like Paris Saint-Germain and uh, Bayern Munich, Dortmund. But these clubs have turned it down, uh, as far as I understood, at least for the German ones. They've been pretty vocal about not joining. Um, I don't know who else played with the thought of joining. I don't know, you know what the repercussions are exactly for those who have announced to retreat. Because after a bunch of protests, mainly from fans, but also coaches and players... We saw all of the clubs, or pretty much you know, all of them, specifically the English clubs and later others following, announced the retreat from the project. So this whole thing's canceled, luckily, thankfully. Um, it's just a money-making machine, honestly. Um, they were threatening them uh, from the UEFA side that players from those teams couldn't participate in UEFA tournaments, for example, the Euro Cup coming up. So, you know... For example, German national players like Werner for Chelsea, Tastegen uh, for Barcelona, um, Kos for Real Madrid. Um, they would have not been able to play in the coming Euro Cup or in the World Cup next year. I'm not sure about the World Cup, actually, because it's FIFA. But matter of fact is, you know, people were trying to push and pull. These things are probably not going to happen. I don't think there's going to be big repercussions right away. Jeffrey um, in the... Um, President of the UEFA has already announced that, you know, there's an open door to everybody who tried to found this league. So I don't think there's going to be big consequences, but just for you to be in the know, that's been the hot topic these last days. Let's not try to forget, let's try not to forget that the UEFA still, like I said, has introduced or is going to introduce this new model that is going to pack the calendar fuller and fuller again with matches i don't think anybody has been complaining about the champions league not being exciting or anything um so yeah let's stay critical even though the uefa came out to be somewhat of a winner here i don't want you all to think of them as a hero either yeah but yeah let's get to the matches um we're gonna start of course with the premier league as the biggest league in the world Premier League. And we have the 33rd match day for the English Premier League. We will see here in the quick overview that some matches have already happened in the beginning of March. For example, Fulham against Tottenham. Uh, we've had a 1-0 for Tottenham back then. And we also had Manchester City playing Southampton back then, winning 5-2. Instead of these, we had Tottenham and Manchester City actually playing in the last two days against other teams. Tottenham respectively against Southampton this time, and they managed to pull up a 2-1 win in what was uh, a record-breaking uh, yeah, win for the youngest coach ever, Ryan Mason of the Premier League team. And... Um, they got him that one, and Manchester City was winning 2-1 against S Villa. So they managed to recover from their FA Cup semi-final loss to Chelsea this week. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're going to be securing the championship soon. There's only a handful of games left to play, so we're going to see when that is happening. 
they are going to be done for the weekend so that we are only having a few other great matchups left. We still have Arsenal versus Everton on Friday, um, just today. <laughs> but uh, that is obviously a Champions, no, not Champions League, a European-driven matchup. Um, they both still have chances to get into the international ranks, but it doesn't look that good. And we know that Liverpool perhaps slowly recovering at Tottenham now with a new coach and West Ham still going strong are also contenders and ahead of them and ahead by at least four points that is. So if any of them wants to preserve their chances and Everton clearly still has way better chances with three more points than Arsenal, then they will have to win. So to put it in a nutshell, uh, pressure is on Everton to pull up in the way game win. Uh, if Arsenal wins, still the chances to play internationally next season are narrow. But we all knew that beforehand. Um, another interesting matchup will be Liverpool-Newcastle for the mere fact, as we said, that Liverpool is one of those teams still scratching on the uh, international ranks. So we're going to see if they can get back into track, the champion. Um, and besides that, we also have... Leicester playing on Monday against Crystal Palace. So Leicester still um, competing up there. Um, obviously not going for the championship win, but trying to fend off other teams like Chelsea and West Ham. And perhaps the remaining matchup of the weekend is happening on Saturday in West Ham versus Chelsea. West Ham receiving um, Chelsea, who is one rank above them, both at 55 points. Goal differential of 19 and 11. So, you know, lots of things to happen there. They're very, very close. Um, yeah. Is Chelsea able to continue that FA Cup run? Um, they had a draw as well against uh, Brighton, I believe. But before that, yeah, we had that glorious win. So, Probably the odds are in favor of Chelsea, but we can see if perhaps West Ham can pull off another crazy 3-2 like they had before against uh, Wolverhampton and um, I think it was Newcastle. Yeah, these are the most interesting games. Also, we have uh, on Saturday playing Sheffield versus Brighton and Albion. Um, Sheffield being on the very bottom. Uh, not much more to gain for them this season. They're probably going to go down. I have not calculated, but it looks to me spontaneously like all hopes are lost there. Um, Fulham had already played. They have one match more, so West Bromwich can actually catch up if they beat Aston Villa on Sunday. Um, we also have Leeds versus Manchester United on Sunday. We have Wolverhampton versus Burnley. Burnley, with a win, could pull away a little bit from the relegations on there. And then again, like we said, Leicester versus Palace on Monday. Bundesliga. And we have the uh, 31st game day for the Bundesliga this weekend. Mind that for Bundesliga, we only have 34 game days in total. So we're nearing the end. Um, we're three match days out after this one. We already have one team officially relegated after over 30 years. Traditional club Schalke 04 actually is going down. And they have been badly, badly received by their fans. Um, 
some with kicks and blows and eggs and chased down the street. So, you know, pretty ugly scenes down there. Um, they will not be playing this weekend because their matchup was going to be against Hertha BSC Berlin. Berlin still being quarantined, I think, for the third match now in a row. They're going to repeat all of these matches in early May. Um, but since they're in quarantine, Schalke is not going to get to play, which I have heard they're happy about because some of these players have been making statements anonymously to the press saying that they're afraid and they don't even know how to play for that club again and you know how to wear that jersey and kind of like how to live there a bit at this point. So, you know, weird scenes there this week. Um, I'm, I'm pretty happy about the fan culture in the U.S., I got to say, when I see that because uh, I don't see these kinds of things a lot. I, I have to say there's a lot more family-friendly fan culture here. But, um, yeah, a lot of people live for this club, man. It's not like uh, you can just put that to the side. But violence, of course, never condoned. Um, even though we had what we call an English week this week, uh, where we had midweek matches for the 30th game day, there is a Friday matchup. This is Augsburg versus Cologne. Pretty tight one. Cologne still trying to get out of the relegation zone. And then on Saturday, we're going to have, for example, Freiburg versus Hoffenheim. Freiburg was just the last team that was going to face Berlin. So they had that midweek break versus the other teams who had to play Hoffenheim. Definitely, definitely um, up and coming after winning against uh, Gladbach after being down 2-0. They came back with another three goals. Amazing game. Uh, Andrzej Kramaric being back after his injury, definitely helping the team. He's going to make his contribution in this match as well, I'm sure. Um, match of the weekend for sure is Wolfsburg versus Dortmund. Both are clinging heavily towards the Champions League. I mean, Wolfsburg has a spot at this point. They're five points ahead of Dortmund. Uh, so it's what we call a six-point game. If Dortmund wins in Wolfsburg, then they're going to be down to two points behind them. Definitely something that is achievable in three more matches left after this. So in my eyes, uh, Dortmund probably might just make it. Um, they've been very good lately, and you could tell that Wolfsburg, when they face the big names, they always just about fall short despite good games but uh yeah i think i would put my money on dortmund you can actually make some money right there probably uh, very tight matchup but uh yeah probably one of those deciders for who gets those champions league slots um and then we might also crown the champion this weekend because Bayern. Um, with the win in Mainz, would actually be the champions of this year for the 10th time in a row, that would be. And uh, that would mean they get a fourth star on their jersey. So a lot of uh, jersey sales coming in there. Because even if Bayern doesn't win, then, um, yeah, even a draw on Sunday for Leipzig against Stuttgart would still mean that uh, that Bayern is pretty much champion because they're so far ahead in the goal difference um there would be nine uh differential between the teams with nine matches played so all in all um even if Bayern doesn't make it this weekend they're probably going to make it next weekend but yeah also not to underrate Mainz because they've been uh, up and coming as well we've seen some wins there they've been climbing single-handedly out of the relegation zone there so um yeah they're not done though entirely so Hertha is still down there, but 
we keep in mind they're already two matches behind so if they win those two matches that's six more points and they're out of there too so very very tight and with all of those delays because of the coronavirus breaks uh, we're gonna have to see how these things will play out in early may and later on uh, the bundesliga announced today that there's going to be a um, forced training camp for all clubs where they have to be quarantined for the final phase of the of the um, season so uh, they hope that they can avoid further breaks for any of those teams uh, the last matchups besides those, oh, never mind. I wanted to mention as well that for Bayern, uh, Lewandowski has the chance, if he gets to play, because he's supposedly coming back from injury, uh, to equalize Gerd Müller's all-time record from 1971-1972 of 40 goals in one season, which is a crazy record. No one's ever getting close to that in those last years and decades. And he has had such a great chance. I'm so sad that uh, he got injured and that, well, he might not make it or that he might just equalize instead of break it. But yeah, let's just hope for that equalization because I think he would really deserve it. Um, five more goals left to score in four matches. Uh, with this one, let's hope that he can be ready and healthy. But yeah, other than that, we have uh, Union versus Bremen. We have Leverkusen versus Frankfurt, which also will be like an international uh, top slot match. Leipzig versus Stuttgart, as mentioned. Uh, we got Gladbach-Bielefeld. Schalke versus Hertha, as I said, is going to happen later on. It seems on the 12th of May. And um, yeah, that's the game day of this weekend for the Bundesliga. La Liga. And for the Primera División or La Liga, we actually have a very interesting storyline this week as well, in my eyes at least. Uh, if you look at the top of the table, still we have Atletico up there with 73 points, Real in second place with 70 points, and with two points less, but also one match less, Barcelona. Um, Sevilla's right behind them. Uh, with 67 versus 68 for Barcelona, but again Barcelona with one match less, so they could pull away again. I'm pretty sure we agree that you know, despite all the efforts and and good players, Sevilla is probably not going to compete for the championship. Probably Barcelona won't either. Well, if they never mind, if they win, of course they will pull past Madrid. Um, so what we look at today is the matchups for the 30. Second game day, and we'll see that both Barcelona and Real are gonna play um, European contending teams. And when I say that, I mean teams that contend for a rank that qualifies for the European tournaments. Um, Real is gonna face Betis Sevilla on Saturday. And Barcelona is going to play at Villarreal. Now, Betis is in 6th place with 49 points. And Villarreal is in 7th place, also with 49 points. So, both of these teams know that they're playing the big teams. So, you would think, okay, um, all good. You know, we can lose. It's fine. But while Betis is still in uh, what I believe is here a conference league qualification slot, um they're both also vying to be in fifth place that is inhabited by Real Sociedad San Sebastian. And 
these guys only have one point more than Betis and Villarreal. So just keep in mind that these are all very close together. They're pretty much cut off from the top four. So they are the ones to, you know, they're, they're the like a trio to look at. I don't know if Granada can catch up. They have one match less as well. Brings them up to 45 versus the other guys of 49. Still possible. Got a lot of matches left. But interestingly, San Sebastian, the top of the trio, is playing against Aibar. At Aibar on Monday, the very last match of the game day. And Aibar, as you may know, is in very last place pretty much given up hopes i mean you could you know you could say okay well they have nothing to lose you know they're going all in and in fact you got like odds of two which you know means you can double your money if you place money on real sociedad but still it is a much easier matchup for them than it is for the direct uh, competitors Betis in Villarreal who again have to play versus Real Madrid and Barcelona respectively so we can expect them on Saturday and Sunday both to be going um, obviously everybody always goes all in but you know there's certain teams sometimes that might at this point not have so much to win or to lose in a league as stretched and big as La Liga and that's in fact the case a little bit more with Athletic Bilbao. Bilbao is like safely in the middle in 10th rank at 38 points. I mean, they have no business whatsoever playing internationally next year. Um, they are easy 11 points ahead of relegation zone and they have the talent to maintain that distance. They are receiving Atletico Madrid, as you know, is the top um, you know, the top of the table at the moment. So what I'm saying with this whole storyline is Atletico this weekend has a lot easier matchup. Um, you know, if you look at the table, it's only by one or two slots in ranking, but uh, who Madrid and Barcelona play is teams, in fact, that can still achieve certain uh, certain goals, while Bilbao, you know, is right there in the middle and they know it. Um, so I think we're going to see perhaps one of them struggle, you know, fighting a lot of competition there, finding a lot of um, resistance. And um, yeah, let's see what San Sebastián does on Monday at Aibar uh, after the other guys have played. Other matchups are for Saturday, Elche versus Levante, uh, Valladolid versus Cadiz. Valladolid definitely trying to pull out of the relegation zone down there. Um, Valencia versus Alaves, also definitely a relegation battle right above the relegation ranks where teams are always trying to, you know, swim away as fast as they can when it comes to the final stretches of the season. We mentioned Real versus Betis. And then on Sunday, Huesca versus Getafe, uh, Celta Vigo as well versus Osasuna. Uh, FC Sevilla versus Granada, which is also an interesting matchup well, in the sense that Sevilla, we can see if they still um, manage to catch up with the top three. And then Granada, obviously, if they can uh, manage to pull back into that trio for the international ranks. But uh, yeah, the more interesting matchups, like we said, Villarreal against Barcelona, Bilbao versus Madrid. And that, uh, yeah finalizes La Liga for this weekend. Ligue A
on match day 34 of Ligue 1, we might see the champion and cup winner Paris pull into first rank again because the constellations look good for them. Um, let's see, they are playing Mets and at Mets on Saturday. Still a win they have to get, but we all know they managed to cling a late one last week against Saint-Étienne. Icardi um, got that goal very late after Mbappé scored a brace again. And the truth is that if they get that win, it is going to be very tough for Lille to come back, I speculate, because they're going to have to play at Lyon on Sunday. And if Lyon just as much as gets a point, you know, let the pie just score one or two, um, then it'll be very, yeah, very easy for Paris to pull by because they're only one point behind. So with a win on Saturday, they can set the foundations and then Lille is under a lot of pressure on Sunday. Uh, otherwise, we see Monaco play at Angers on Sunday as well. And um, yeah, that pretty much rounds it up for the top matches in this league. Serie A. And it is 33rd match day for Serie A. We have a few interesting uh, matches as well. Not necessarily on Saturday, I have to say. Um, of course, there's Genoa against La Spezia. Um, two teams who are in direct competition of, uh, yeah, of getting out of there from down there. Um, in 14th and 15th place, just to remind you that the 18th place is the first one to go down. And um, yeah, so they are both equal in points with 33. Um, they got about five points ahead of Cagliari, who is in that 18th place, but uh, also only two points ahead of Torino and Benevento. So we definitely um, have a matchup there where both teams, you know, can distance themselves from one another a six-point game um, right there and on Sunday then um, we see Juventus play at Fiorentina Fiorentina themselves as a Florence um, in 13th place also with 33 points just ahead of Genoa and La Spezia so they just themselves are trying to get out of there um, looking comfortable on the table but really it's just five points away from relegation so it's not a lot and with Juventus Torino coming we all know that that might be a loss right there so getting more dangerous for Florence uh, we see Inter Milano and we see Atalanta Bergamo uh, top teams in first and third rank play mid-table teams with Elas Verona and FC Bologna um, so they might pull off wins there uh, for Milano from Internazionale would mean that they are getting more and more into range of the championship they're 10 points ahead of at C Milano right now Milano is going to have to play at Roma though Lazio Roma that is in sixth place and Lazio is one match behind their direct competitors Napoli and AS Roma behind them 
but it's 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 needed that win because they just lost to Napoli last week, which you know made it impossible for them, even with that match behind, to catch up to them. Uh, they're five points behind now, so you know let's just say they win that extra match. They're still two points down, so they do have to win, and it's not an easy feat against AC Milan, of course. Um, so a tight one there, that one happening on Monday night only. Uh, we also see Napoli fight at Torino, FC Torino. And yeah, as we said, we have Inter playing Hellas and Atalanta versus Bologna. So yeah, could be seeing uh, Inter distance themselves from AC Milan if they do have a hard time at Lazio. And it's a good weekend for uh, placing some money if that's what you want to do. Again, gotta be old enough and please don't uh, take this as more than just a, you know, piece of, not even a piece of advice, but just uh, some additional thought of someone who has done it in the past. Um, Don't take it as any kind of guarantee, but... When I look at all these matches, quickly summarize where I see some opportunities is the tight matchups usually or matchups where they're envisioned as tight, but they're not as tight. So you can kind of like get something out of it. Um, For the match day of the German Bundesliga, I was thinking Augsburg versus Cologne. Augsburg has a huge kind of odd there with 2.8 for a win, even though they're, you know, still some ranks above Cologne. So that's pretty unusual, but we know, of course, why that is, because Cologne won against Leipzig and Augsburg hasn't been doing well in these past games. But if they find back their form, uh, it's a huge multiplier, almost three times as much as the money that you would put in 2.8 right there. Otherwise, Wolfsburg versus Dortmund, of course, if you are convinced of either of the teams, then put your money on them there, because you will definitely get at least twice your money out for Dortmund it is 2.1 and for Wolfsburg it is 3.1 and uh, even a draw which can be pretty likely here in this one I mean it's 3.7 very good outcome there and if you you know place a draw every now and then and you know if you win here and there if you've noticed that then you know that is pretty much the value of one or two other regular low risk bets of the same kind that you can absorb there. Otherwise, Leverkusen Frankfurt, I still believe that Frankfurt is kind of the team of the hour. So three times the money back there, they favor Leverkusen here in the home game. Um, So also an opportunity for all the Frankfurt fans perhaps to use that in a second way. Union also versus Werder with a relatively high quota of 1.9, the odds here. Um, So we can see that... But at the same time, like Veda having had six losses in a row, it's a, it's pretty high for Union, who's been having a great season so far. Um, other than that, in Premier League, I can see West Ham versus Chelsea. Chelsea with 1.8 odds and also Menu at Leeds with 1.85. So you'll get a little bit of something for your money right there if you uh, put it on Chelsea and Menu. Um but again, Chelsea at West Ham, so quite a contender there as well. Uh, in La Liga, we see quite okay odds for Barcelona at Villarreal with 1.7. Atletico even 1.9 at Bilbao. I would definitely uh, pursue this one. As I said earlier, for me, the much less um, 
yeah, I mean, Bilbao is a great team, but they have a lot less to gain than Villarreal at the moment, and they're behind them. So um, don't quite understand the, the odds there. Even Sociedad playing Aibar on Monday, I believe it was, uh, with 2.0 for a Sociedad away win. So they're under pressure. They got that last-ranked team there that they have to play at. So I think it's very... Um, very possible that they pull off the win there and you can double your money. For the French League, I only saw Lens versus Nîmes. Lens being the very big surprise team of Ligue 1 this year as the newcomer being far, far up. And Nîmes, of course, being third last, uh, trying to get out of relegation. Uh, for Italy, I really only saw that Juventus had some good odds with 1.6 at Florence. Otherwise, things are too risky for me. Very hard to predict in Italy. In my eyes, I've always let my... I, I, I haven't really touched it. I kind of like let my fingers off of that. And uh, yeah, this one here might be an opportunity for you. 1.6. Not too bad if you combine it with one more bet um, to make it even more worth it. In our last section of the podcast we're gonna dive into fifa a little bit i myself i'm an avid player i've already mentioned that and we happen to have the release of the team of the season this friday i think the earliest team of the season that has ever happened as far as calendar days have gone on the 23rd of april it is pretty early i mean we haven't had anything like a team of the tournament for champions league uh, of course, that's not done, but to start this team of the season stretch, which I don't know if it's going to be interrupted or uh, if it is going to be, you know, going all the way for each and every season, but that's going to take a long time. So I don't know if we're going to get to see the team of the tournament at all or when, at which point for the Champions League and for the Europa League. But yeah, when I'm saying all this, I'm talking about the um, FIFA Ultimate Team, of course, FIFA Ultimate Team for FIFA 21. And yeah, we're at the you know last stretch of the season here. Uh, the uh, ultimate team community tots usually starts. Uh, sorry, the first round of the team of the team starts with the community tots. Um, for that one, we have had a bunch of players to select for a team. It's going to be a mix of public vote and EA decision, which we all know at the end of the day, it's pretty much an EA decision, but. We can hope for a few players here and there. Uh, I've checked it out once more. Who of these players who didn't have an inform, who didn't have a team of the week card this year, basically, um, were among those to be chosen. And uh, we could be getting an Alaba, David Alaba, uh, or an Emre Can from Dortmund as center backs from uh, German Bundesliga. Riedle Baku or Mukiele could be fullbacks that we may get or Bailey as a winger uh, for the Premier League uh, we could have Luca Dinier as a left back uh, we could have Aaron Wan-Bissaka as a right back or Zuma as a centre back Dombele is also uh, up for vote or was because the vote is over um, oh yeah, I've only also seen Hofmann and Nkunku for the Bundesliga we'll see they have a bunch of um, folks there to select from. Of course, more from EPL as well, but Digne, Wan-Bissaka and Zuma and Dombele were the biggest ones, I want to say. 
Name-wise, La Liga is offering Angel Correa and Valverde, among others. Serie A uh, will feature uh, or has featured Acerbi, Chiesa, Belotti, and Zapata. We'll see who makes it into the final lineup. Uh, and from France, we saw Moise Keane, Burak Ilmas. Um, we saw Savanye again for the midfield, just like last year, I believe. And Bulaya, who has had another good season for Mets. Um, and also from the Dutch League, we saw as left-back options Philip Max. I, we know there's a lot of options this year for um, Eredivisie players. The uh, All the Dutch options that you had through league foundations. Um, lots of people I saw took, um, yeah, make good use of those and took the chance to complete them. So I think they'd be happy to perhaps see at least one of those players featured here. Talia Fico is also a potential choice as a center back. So some interesting players there. Um, of course, there is also uh, the um, League One, the uh, Football League squad, um, which may have Timo Pukki as a forward. Um, it's been pretty popular Back in the day, I remember last year with his uh, team, not team of the, what was he, men of the month? How would you say it? Um, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, the player of the month award card. Uh, so he's going to be uh, an interesting one to look at. But also Adam Armstrong and Ivan Tony, who I've seen in the predictions, they both well, Adam Armstrong, first of all, had a what-if card that had incredible pace. And Ivan Tony on his 77 inform me already had an 85 pace. So if they were to get that team of the season card, I'm pretty sure they'd be viable English options for the front as well, at least for some weeks to come until Premier League is fully there with, um, I don't know, with Kane, probably Vardy, maybe. Um also, Buendia, we saw him um, as a foundations card on the right midfield there. He has a lot of pace, you know, that's the meta for FIFA this year just again. So Emiliano Buendia, if he gets his Tots card for League One, is it League One? Uh, the championship, no, is what it is, not the first league of um, the second league, basically, of England. Um yeah, so some good cards here. Uh, Emiliano Buendia, also an Argentine player, so also there could be some good links there for players, uh, even though it's not the highest-ranked league. But yeah, especially uh, when those first cards come out, and they're pretty um, yeah, pretty high tier, and it does take us all about two or three weeks to catch up and fill up players with TOTS cards all the way. So they're pretty valuable in the beginning uh, for your gameplay. Uh, so whatever you grab there, make sure to make good use of it. I hope you had fun during this first podcast. Um, I'm going to come back to you most likely on Tuesday with a recap of the weekend, with a recap of, well, how our bets may have played out, our um, potential bets that we talked about. And also, I'm going to come back to you with the actual team of the season that's been released as a first round. So I hope you all have a great weekend, that you enjoy all of the matchups this weekend. 
that your team wins, and if not, that you still enjoy the game itself. Um, thanks for listening in. Have a great one, y'all. Yeah.